welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than the remarkable Sharon Reed, news anchor and commentator, host, as well as HQ All Star. Should be a fascinating breakdown. First story of the day legislation presented by that fella, making it legal for cops to use cocaine and still have a gun with no criminal penalty. I kid you not. All right, let's go ahead and highlight this character full mass. Allow you to be introduced to Mr. Hohenwald. Joey is his first name. He's a senator out of Tennessee. There's a bill called Senate Bill 827. It was proposed by him. Now, some of you are wondering, why would anyone pose a bill so insane? Let's get into it. The bill states, as introduced, it allows law enforcement officers to carry a firearm when under the influence of alcohol or a controlled substance like cocaine, maybe crack. How about methamphetamine? All of that is covered in certain circumstances. Certain circumstances, there's more. The bill would also allow people to carry firearms on higher education campuses and in parks, plus prohibits the carrying of weapons in K through 12 schools, except by certain persons, including any person permitted to carry a firearm under federal law. The bill was referred to the Senate Judiciary Committee on the 6th of this month. Um, let's put up the picture of this next character. Once again, another lawmaker out of Tennessee, Representative Todd Warner, a Republican naturally, introduced into the House a similar bill, House Bill 977, at the same time and assigned that bill to the Civil Justice Committee. Keep his picture up. Let me explain why they introduced basically the same bill at the same time. These bills, according to the Tennessee Constitution, these bills have to go through a committee. That committee will then provide the opportunity for conversation and a vote. Well, activists, advocates, those with common sense will typically run the bill down provide their particular point of view, cameras will be there. But you can't be in two places at one time. And so they present legislation on a dual track in order to basically confuse the legislative process and those who are tracking the bill in order to oppose it. That is a strategy utilized by politicians in state governments that allow it. January 2021, Warner was one of the several current and former Tennessee legislators whose homes and offices were raided by the Federal Bureau of Investigation in relation to an investigation into the laundering of campaign funds. This guy is still under investigation by the FBI currently. He has not been arrested, he has not been charged, but he is under federal investigation for the misuse of campaign dollars. 
is also the same guy proposing that a cop, these individuals, both of them are proposing that a cop who is high on illegal drugs or drinking too much should not bear a criminal penalty in certain circumstances. Wow. Um, why would this be a surprise to anybody? Think about it. Some people are saying, "Oh my goodness, I cannot believe they are creating legislation in order to allow cops to do things that are illegal. What, you don't believe that? Qualified immunity, it's illegal to use excessive force, but they get away with it. There's no law that says excessive force is permitted if you are a cop. If you use excessive force at your job, what do they call that? Oh, assault, battery, right? Cops get away with it. There's a different set of rules, even without it being codified in the statutory language. The question is why? Why would this be a thing? For those who will say, well, Doc, this must be some fringe legislation. These individuals must represent the extreme of the Republican Party in Tennessee. No, I checked the legislative record this morning. Not only did the first version of this bill passed the committee. It passed the next phase and will be set for a vote likely on the 30th of this month. All right, Sharon, thoughts here. So the vote is just days away, Dr. Ritchie, is what you're reporting. Uh, and I think it's rich that people go so far out of their way to gift police more immunity, if you will. Uh, you know. I just think that if I were to have some adult beverages, be an hour from home and go to sleep it off in my car, perhaps and an officer drove by, I would be charged with, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Ritchie, a DUI. Yeah. I think they would charge me with a DUI. And so I don't understand why we would ever fight or waste one second on allowing an officer to escape essentially the same thing. But yeah. then again, we let them escape so much more. And that's the part, right? This is a natural progression of the doctrine of qualified immunity and everything else that says cops have to be in a different category. Think about what we have not received. For those who support the police, that's fine. I support good cops, I do not support bad cops. This legislation does not solve a problem for you. This legislation does not solve a problem for your children. This legislation literally creates one. So these lawmakers who are presenting it, do you think they are representing your interest or the interest of those who have special interests contrary to your own? Do you have a police reform bill in Tennessee? No. Do you have a bill, a new bill giving teeth to hate crime legislation? No. Do you have a bill to enhance the quality of education in Tennessee? No, but you have a bill to make it legal for cops to do illegal narcotics and have a gun. All right, we will follow the bill as it continues to progress. Hell of a story, superintendent of school left his gun inside of a bathroom. A third grader found it because the teacher told the third grader to go get it. They are completely jacked up at this institution. Let's put up the building full mass here. In Rising Star, Texas, district staff confirmed superintendent 
Robbie Stuttville submitted his resignation from Rising Star effective immediately as of Monday, February 20th. The superintendent is resigning days after parents in the district learned he left a firearm unattended in a school bathroom for a third grader to find. There's more. Last week, the superintendent confirmed a third grader found his gun in the bathroom at Rising Star Elementary School in January and notified a teacher immediately without moving or touching the weapon. Is that not ironic? The third grader showed more discipline and responsibility than the gun carrying superintendent of school who decided to walk into an elementary building with a gun. With a gun, he's the superintendent of school. There's more. All right, so the superintendent walked KTAB and KRBC through the incident, explaining that both he and the school principal, they open carry right on the campus of the elementary school. When he was using the restroom, the superintendent says he took the gun off and placed it in a stall where it was then left unattended for around 15 minutes. Only takes 15 seconds for something insane and deadly to happen. It was found by a student. Now, let's put this picture up. I'm going to give you some more background, which is quite, quite disturbing. Okay. Giovanni Mata, a gun owner and the father of the third grader, told KTAB News how a teacher sent his son to check on the gun after another student reported it. Keep the picture up. Literally, you have a school teacher who is being told, hello, uh, Mr. or Mrs. School Teacher. There's uh, a gun inside of the bathroom. The school teacher says, all right, well, uh, let's send this other child to go in and get it or see if it's there. Mata, who recently moved to the area from where Uvalde, of all places, okay, said, why would you send a kid and not someone else? You know, I have a novel idea. Walk, as the teacher should have, walked their happy ass up in that bathroom to confirm if the children were in danger because a gun was left in there. Mata even reflected on last year's deadly mass shooting. Be put in my shoes three minutes for that guy to kill all those people in just three minutes. And this gun was left unattended for 15 minutes, he said. Nearly 30 parents showed up to an emergency meeting Thursday night. Their general consensus was that they did not feel that the superintendent was acting maliciously, as one parent said, but they were not happy being kept in the dark for so long. <laughs> put up, put them up. This is insane. Put up the chief. All right. So that's the chief of police, Rising Star Police Chief Don Braley confirmed an active investigation began Wednesday after his office was notified of the incident. It's called negligence. It's called child negligence. Chief, if you have problems finding the statute, I looked it up. I can provide the code to you. Chief Braley says the Eastland County Sheriff's Office took a phone call, and that was the first time anyone had alerted law enforcement. Oh, it's a cover up, too. Obstruction of justice, chief, that's the other statute. Failure to report 
a crime against minors. That's the third one. It's a stretch, but I think I can make it work. Do you need some help? This was the first time anyone alerted law enforcement, despite the gun being found in January. KTAB and KRBC posed the question to Chief. If there is also an investigation underway into the failure to report, there it is. That's the fourth one, failure to report. And he said he is currently looking into the legalities. Uh, you have a duty to report these things. Uh, everyone who works with children understand their duty to report. You literally put your signature to that duty. Everybody failed in this system. Now, let's go back to the parents. The parents, according to the story, they really weren't upset at the superintendent for putting all of their children in danger to be killed. They were upset because the school took too long to tell them about it. All right, uh, even though we will follow this story, I do not expect something more to happen. Um, I'm surprised the superintendent, given the response from the community, which has been lackluster, is even resigning. All right, Sharon, thoughts here. And how much money did he take with him? I don't know what's yeah. going on in this school district, but everything is dippy. Okay, <laughs> right down to the chief saying, and we're, we're going to investigate facts, not rumors. There's a chief, there's no rumors here, okay? The Dippy superintendent left a gun unattended in a stall. And the parents are saying goofball things like, we shouldn't be pointing the finger here, okay? Yeah. We got guns in our homes. Who yeah. are these people and what is in the water? Can the EPA check that out? I know they're busy, but can they check that out? It may be time. Um, we have a regional director. His name is Daniel Blackman. I'm going to send this over to him after the show. All yeah. right, EPA director. Aggressive policing. Mm. This to me was criminal. Here it is. Get back. Get back. Get out. Hey, Why? Why? Get out. I need the car. Eso ya, ya, ya es falta de respeto. Eso, eso es falta de respeto. La pinche policía que le faltó el respeto. Indisputable is trying to get more information about this scene, this officer, and the why. Let's put the picture up for a mass screenshot that we have according to the geotag of TikTok. This unidentified female NYPD officer may have had her power trip in the Bronx. We do not have that as conclusive. Some users have already taken to Twitter to tag and share the video with NYPD's 44th precinct for answers and accountability. This appears to be the unidentified civilian she shoved as he was speaking with another officer. We have very limited information. I want that to change. I want that to change. I want the information. I want to know why, who, when, okay? That's what I would like to know. Now, there's no arrest according to the information that we have. The officer, as you saw, pushed a person who posed no threat, was talking to a colleague of hers. When she did this action, 
her colleagues did not really jump to say, hey, stop, what are you doing? I'm talking to a civilian here. No, they all basically played along with it, you know, like a game. Everyone there was shocked she did this, including the other officers. There's two different responses, however. The community is saying, why? Why won't you show some respect? Why are you being a disrespectful person? That was the basic proclamation. The officers, not so much. What makes them different? Is it the moment? Is it the uniform? Is it the training? They will say things like, I'm talking about the powers that be, uh, they just need more training. Really? Well, the civilians who have zero training being an officer, they all responded in a way that communities would deem appropriate. It's the ones who had on the blue suit who did not. Is your issue actually training or is it culture? All right, thoughts. I Because the police aren't saying anything about this, okay? They're not gonna identify the officer. It leaves the rest of us, Dr. Ritchie, to speculate. Yeah. When I first saw the video, I immediately, this is what popped into my head. Anabolic steroids, mm. roid rage. I don't know what the officer's on. I don't know. But I can tell you that this instant outburst of anger, aggression, violence, seemingly when there's there's no reason for this, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. They, they yeah. gotta do something about this. Her and all the officers who, yes, were shocked, but did what they were normally trained to do. Nothing. Yeah. Cover it up as long as the criminal action is done by somebody wearing the same colors. I mean, uniform. Yeah. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Make sure you watch the watch list. Big homie, J.R. Jackson. New time, same great content and delivery. Watch live at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time. YouTube.com forward slash watch list TYT. Also make sure you check out Unbossed with Nina Turner right after Indisputable. We got a lot of uh, comments, read as many as I can. Lynn says, well, like the commercial said, things go better with Coke. (laughs) All right, all right, Lynn. Okay, that was good, Lynn. All right, uh, next TYT reporter, friendly reminder, uh, Republicans want these teachers to have more guns. That's correct, they do. Um, It's insane, ridiculous, teachers don't want teachers having guns. Students don't want teachers having guns. Typically, the majority of parents do not want teachers having guns. Superintendents, the majority of them, they do not want teachers having guns. Insurance companies do not want teachers having guns. Who wants them to have guns? Oh, The politicians who keep pushing it, all right? Mickey C, the silver haired dragon. In the past few weeks, two six-year-old and an eight-year-old had guns in school. That's right. One of them intentionally shot his teacher in the chest. And red states want to legalize kids of any age to open carry. That's next, right? Uh, Literally, there's an argument. I kid you not. I know people will say that can't be true. It is. There's an argument by some conservatives that children have the born right to bear arms, not an aged in right as the states have interpreted. It's a fascinating and ridiculous argument for sure. 
RJL Network. Oh, well, we know nothing could go wrong there. Uh, talking about the Tennessee bill, drugs and guns and cops. Uh, Karen Brandstetter, I never forgot to get my sidearm. You just don't do that. Yeah, right. Uh, Cleric of Truth was gifted a membership by Lovely Paria. Lovely Paria did it to three people, it looks like. Uh, Karen Brandstetter, welcome. And Cattle Love Dragon, welcome. We appreciate um, you, Lovely Paria. And let me go to Twitch. Mind Grifter, Cocaine Cop going to be a bad sequel to Cocaine Bear. All right. And Molly B. Ceramics uh, talking about the NYPD cop that shoved the guy. Uh, that was uncalled for. Why is it cops have control and power issues? Things can get done without it. Now listen, the other cop was just talking to him. So one was acting reasonable in that moment. All right, got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? You I feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Normally, I would say, listen, minors, kids, you can't talk to adults that way. But when the adult happens to be the wicked witch of the West, I give a pass. That was wild, right? So literally, she's making the argument that a gun needs to be called on this child because he's riding his vehicle, which, by the way, does not require a license at all. In the commentary or the back and forth, you can see he says, listen, I drive it here, there's a problem. I was on the sidewalk, there's a problem. You already told her, police came before, they didn't care. So good. But she does. I guarantee you, she is H O A Karen. All right. Um, People not allowing children to have fun in the community. I'm glad they are in the community having fun and not doing something else. Sharon, what are your thoughts here? That a broom is her mode of transportation in <laughs> That's her motive. And that's really why this started. She's jealous. That's, right. that's what she travels around on. <laughs> I, I always wanted to go to law school, didn't get it done yet. We'll see what that's happens. Right. Yeah. But I, I watched that closely and I thought I saw major crimes here. You know, the physical mm -hmm. aggression, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, assault, I think. Uh, the threat, yeah. threatening harm here. And I, I think a case could be made for kidnapping as she held the child up. 
yeah. would not let the child go. But you know, you'd know better than I would. Just horrific. Somebody get her a new broom and get her on out of there. Please hurry, all right? Uh, the sun is about to set. All right. <laughs> <laughs> These Karens. Black people committing criminal activity because they had the audacity to play basketball. Here it is. You have a permit to be in this park if, if you don't live here. So if you don't live here, you have to leave unless you get. So you're telling us we can't be no visitors in our people's houses? So you can't call no. So we can't. So we can't call friends that to come be on the park. You can't be here. If anybody outside of the township wants to be on here, you have to have a permit for them to be here. Well, can we get this coordinates? Where the township building? Right over there. The Brown Center? Yes. We can get it right now? No, it's closed. Normal business hours. I don't. So y'all saying we can't be visitors at our own community? No, we can't. We can't. We can't help build the community either. There you go, officers. That's what I like to see. Real police work. Code 18. Negroes on the basketball court in the township. There's more. I know, but because you don't know what the ordinance is, it's not our fault. So if you ask for free ID and you don't live here, you have to leave. Otherwise, you're against the ordinance. So I guess we trespassing. So you said we trespassing. So you said we trespassing. They don't want to say that, though. So, 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 are we trespassing? And it is true. So, if you, I feel like you're getting harassed right now. You can go and pick up the ordinance tomorrow, and then you can come to our station and file a complaint. I, I, this I'm is crazy, man. When you go tomorrow, can't have pick fun up the ordinance. Nothing it's say that, at all. Okay? And then you're going to know we're telling you the truth. Yeah, oh, it doesn't cars, matter. Right? I know. Yeah, all like the cars, that's the key word you say. Then we'll oh, know. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. It doesn't yeah, matter. All the cars up. Mm-hmm. Too much. For a bench warrant, they talk about bench warrant. Now we can't play on public courts. We can't play on public courts. Damn shame. Put up the picture for a mass of these cops. These officers basically said, you need a permit to play basketball at the park. According to some repost of the video online, the incident allegedly happened in South Jordan, Utah. This is emerging again on social media. We do not have a lot of details according to the nationwide police scorecard in the city of South Jordan. The racial disparities for low level nonviolent offenses are as follows. Disparities in arrests for low level offenses by race and ethnicity. Well, damn, look, who's number one? Black people. Black people were 5.7 times more likely than Latinx people were 1.9 times more likely. And to be arrested for, uh, likely to be arrested for low level nonviolent offenses than a white person. Now, here are overall numbers of arrests reported from 2013 to 2021 for low level and other arrests. We have it broken down by year. Per 2021 US Census Bureau data, the population of South Jordan was about 80,139. And here's the percentage of arrest by type. Okay. More from the nationwide police scorecard on national racial disparities. Black people were arrested at a higher rate or higher rates than white people. 
in 90% of police jurisdictions reporting 100 or more arrests in 2020, including every police department with a jurisdiction of over 400,000 population, all of them, every single one of them. Though there were racial disparities in arrests in almost every jurisdiction, the most severe disparities tended to be found in smaller towns and cities. Over the 500 departments with the largest black white racial disparities in arrests, four and five had a population fewer than 15,000. There you go. That's your data. Being thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, like fundamentally, they're talking about like, oh, you know, you have to be part of the township, part of the township. This is exactly why like homeowners associations exist in the United States. Like that's mm-hmm. a, it's a, to be clear, it's a weird thing that homeowners associations exist. And the only real explanation for why they're such a big thing in the United States is specifically because they were used as a tool to keep black and brown folks out of white neighborhoods. Like that is it. And like that, unfortunately, is still happening to this very day. Now, they can't do like the same methods like they used to, like putting racial covenants on housing and stuff like that. But they use tactics like this, like calling police on random black folks who are like playing sports at like a basketball court or whatever. Doing these things to make people feel unwelcome, to make people feel unsafe in the area. And like that, this is exactly what homeowners associations are fundamentally for. Um, like especially if you look at like the way that like the next door crowd will be like constantly peering out their windows, like harassing random people that may or may not like you know just happen through town. And it's just deeply, deeply infuriating that like fundamentally, while we say we've moved so far as a country, at the same time these things still start happening. Except for they're just given pretense, and right. that's really it. The old, the difference is that there's there's more pretense, there's more. Um, obfuscation about what's really going on. Well said. We have an exclusive update. There's a guy who has gone to trial twice for something that's not even a crime in my estimation and I guarantee yours. Let me first bring you back to the video and I will provide the update. Here it is. Okay. This is Orange, Texas. A man has his freedom hanging in the balance because he started a protest on the 4th of July. That's his protest. He's carrying a flag, back of the vehicle. In the video, a man stops in front of Terrence Watson's black Saturn. He tried to remove Watson's flag that he dragged on the back of the vehicle, all right? Um, and Watson told him, don't touch my flag. This is a peaceful protest, don't touch my flag, don't touch my property, okay? Very simple. I then hit him once when he tried to take it. So he told him, man, don't take my stuff, don't touch my stuff. Guy continues to touch his property, utilizes what we call appropriate force to stop the taking of property. You can do that, right? Legal. You can protect your property, you have the right to do so. Uh, He gets charged with a crime for doing this. He goes to trial, uh, hung jury. They put him on trial again, hung jury. Let's put up the pictures full mass of this family man who was engaged in a peaceful protest, minding his own business, and now is being accused of criminality. 
This is Terrence's family photos. Mr. Watson is still charged at this moment with aggravated assault involving serious bodily injury following a hung jury mistrial after a second trial for the incident on July 4th, 2019 in Judge Courtney Arkeen's court in Orange County, Texas. All right, listen, I have not had any experiences with this judge, but I've had a lot of experiences with Karen's and my Karen vibes, the radar is going off right now, all right? The judge may be a Karen. Watson says prosecutors initially offered a plea deal with a uh, what? 10 year sentence. Now, what do you think he's being prosecuted for? Do you think he's really being prosecuted because he punched a man in defense of his own property? No, he's being prosecuted for the protest. That's what he's being prosecuted for. They don't like his form of protest. What should happen here? We all clearly see what's going down, even in their hyper conservative community. The jury members cannot say he acted outside of the scope of legality. Hung jury. The federal government should be watching this case, right? Or do you believe that the federal government should not get involved in such local issues? Maybe this is too small for the Biden administration. I wonder what would have happened if the presidency looked at Montgomery that way or the Edmund Pettus Bridge or local school systems who would not allow integration, but instead physically assaulted children at the local level. My point is every movement like this has always been a local issue and the federal government got involved. The federal government is able to get involved is my point. There's more. In the two weeks since his verdict on the ninth, he still hasn't heard if he must face another trial. This would be number three. Watson described himself as proud of his African American heritage. He says he wanted to protest on the holiday that celebrates that right. He said, I have no problem with anyone trying to protest, whether they be January Sixers or LGBT rights protesters. That is their constitutionally protected right. But you have to grant me my rights as well. The man who confronted Watson, Brandon Scott, admitted to following Watson a quarter mile when he saw Watson dragging the flag. That's called premeditation. He also refused an ambulance after he reported the incident to the police. That's called non-severe injury. Watson says he is skeptical he will get a fair trial when many of the jurors come from Vidura, Texas, white community conservative. Um, this is part of a Sundown County indisputable reported about white high schools, uh, white high schoolers filming themselves chanting the N-word at that same school last year. Okay, uh, it is steeped in racism. Is the point? More details surrounding the incident, Mr. Watson told Indisputable. Brandon Scott said to him, you stupid N-word, why are you dragging my flag? See, if he would have been dragging a flag that said Black Lives Matter, this would not have been a problem. As a matter of fact, Mr. Watson may be receiving keys to the city, something like that. 
Scott claimed in court records he did not obstruct Watson's car or touch the flag when Watson punched him. Surveillance video completely contradicts that narrative and we just showed it to you. Did Mr. Scott get charged with filing a false police report? No. Is Mr. Scott charged with lying under oath? No. Is it clear that Mr. Scott did not tell the truth about the incidents that occurred in the timeline he presented? Yes. Is it true that Mr. Watson is the person who has told the truth based on video evidence? Yes. At trial, Watson was permitted to cite Texas Penal Code subsection 9.41, which justifies the use of reasonable force against another person to defend property. He was not permitted to cite self-defense as a jury instruction. And Mr. Watson, let me say this to you, sir. They may very well try you again, okay? This is possible. They may try you again. By the judge giving an instruction to the jury to not allow an affirmative defense to be part of the matrix of your defense, opens up the opportunity for appeal if you are ever convicted of this ridiculous non-crime, okay? That appeal process must be reserved or preserved for the record. Simply, your attorney must object. Once the objection is properly affixed, it preserves it for appeal. Not an attorney in law school, just putting it into the universe. The judge may have done you a favor, all right? Uh, Watson told Indisputable he was denied a change of venue to have his case tried outside of the county, denied. Um, Watson has spent a lot of money, thousands of dollars to defend himself. Uh, he is facing 25 years if convicted. Do you hear me? What you just saw on that video carries for Mr. Watson, based on how they charged him, a maximum of 25 years in prison. The man is literally fighting for his life and freedom for something that's not even a crime. It's constitutionally protected. We will continue to follow the story as Mr. Watson fights for his freedom or fights for his remaining freedom. All right, share your thoughts here. Number one, let me just say this quickly about the judge. I looked up the name Courtney. I think he said the judge's first name was Courtney. I think so. 78%. It's a white name. Mm, yeah. And she's, you know, <laughs> I think I know what's going on down there, Dr. Ritchie. I'm just telling you, it was only 7% blacks. Yeah. He's up against it. And yeah. he will be probably tried a third time. And Colin Kaepernick is still not in the NFL. So you're right, this yeah. is really about something else. And no, he's not gonna be allowed to, the law's not for him. The code is not for him, it's what they say, whenever they say yep. and how they say. That's right, and once again, it's a dual justice system. One rule for whites, another rule for everybody else in that community. Keep in mind, this is connected at the same time as Jackson, Mississippi is about to receive a judicial system just to govern white residents of Jackson, Mississippi by way of the Mississippi state government signed off by the governor already has passed one chamber of the legislative process. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back, a lot of show left. 
Listen, there's a reason why Indisputable was voted fastest growing TV news show in America. That reason primarily is because of you. You're the reason, all right? Uh, we're covering issues that you care about. We discussed the top news stories about criminal justice, politics, social justice, policy, racism. While some outlets may try to mislead you, the truth remains indisputable. I want you to always tune in, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Subscribe at youtube.com forward slash IndisputableTYT. And make sure if you can, become a member of Indisputable. All right, a lot of comments, we'll read as many as I can. Cena Hogaboom says, I bet she was flying monkeys in the basement. Talking about the Karen harassing the child. Make you see the silver hair dragon. Uh, so in Texas, protecting your property, standing your ground, self-defense, do not apply if you're black. Correct, it doesn't, that's right. Um, abstract dragon. So if she owns the roads, I have some complaints. All right, uh, Shiva Mahadev, they love the flag but hate freedom. Isn't that ironic? The whole irony of it all is that the flag represents freedom of expression. Freedom to agree or disagree with the government without penalty from the government. The government is literally punishing this man for exercising the freedom the flag supposedly stands for. We've been here before, Colin Kaepernick, peaceful protest. Oh, that's just insane and extreme and he deserves to never play football again. Just think about it. The very same rights that these symbols stand for don't really stand for those rights, according to many conservatives. C. Michael Henson, thank you, C. Michael. This case reminds me so much of Kyle Rittenhouse case where the judge skewed the case one way, made it virtually impossible to present the evidence. Yeah, we remember that. We also remember the judge singing with the defendant. It's insane, but it happened. Uh, Twitch, all right, Viscountess underscore Silva. When adults completely disrespect the humanity of children, then children have no obligation to respect them as an authority. Um, and we have Gomez for 2420. Uh, did anyone else hear him say he mowed her yard? I thought that's what it was. Yeah, good catch, good observation, thank you for that. All right. Anti-Karens, unite. You scream at an employee's Walmart, get out of here. That's racist. Yes, it is. No, it's not. The United States doesn't have an official language, jackass. But go back to where the you came from. Uh -huh. Do not talk to him like that. You don't talk to people like that, first of all. Yeah, what is wrong with you? Uh, it's a big pump work. Whatever he did, you do not talk to people right like that. I am. Yeah, you got them right. Are you? What are you, huh? What are you? Such a immigrant cop? What are you? What's wrong with you? You don't talk to people like that. Get it. That doesn't allow you to say that. It doesn't. It doesn't allow you to say that. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. Yeah. How? In what sense? Because it's my God-given right. Is it? So yeah. God -given Beat your husband over some racist ass. Is he? Isn't my God given right to shoot you dead? I mean, who? 
What's my God-given right to do this? Put him up for a mass. Yeah. So this individual, we do not have information on, but we clearly saw the engagement. So according to this video, he walks inside of a store. Maybe he was upset about something beforehand, but he walks inside of the store and he says, basically, go back to where you come from. Go back to your own country is the sentiment. Immediately, you got to see the beauty of the no hesitation from the woman who said, don't do that. That is a negative, that is a no. It was instinctive. It was not a consideration to do anything else, but the right thing. I wish I knew who this anti-Karen was to congratulate and appreciate her directly, but we thank you, madam, for stepping up, being that kind of person. It takes that, it takes that kind of action. If you truly want to transform the narrative of a thing, you gotta stop letting people give you the narrative adverse to black people or brown people, or members of the LGBTQ community. You have to step up and say something. Yes, it's gonna be uncomfortable, all right? going to be uncomfortable. When you check your friends or check people that are strangers, it will be uncomfortable. But will it lead to a better social outcome? Yes. Yes. Leave the earth better than you inherited it as part of the process. All right. Sharon, thoughts here. I think it's beautiful that you continue to recognize these anti-Karens. I think more is needed. More is needed because if we could, maybe Marvel could come up with this anti-Karen character and have superpowers and make it a beautiful thing for kids to want to be. I think that would be terrific. It would spread like wildfire and you might have an opportunity to stamp out yep. these Karens. You might have that opportunity, Dr. Richie. It's possible, there you go. All right. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Uh, I appreciate everyone who joins the conversation. Okay, uh, Mountain Dragon, Seaman Assassin 420 says, this is kind of long, but I will read it, all right? I believe the reason why your show is so successful is because you bring a perspective, a stamp of truth you normally wouldn't see on another platform. I'm lucky to have access to this show because as a white male, I can see perspectives I haven't been able to see growing up. It's an opening to a light and knowledge that is crucial in this country. Love you, Dr. Richie and Sharon Reed. Keep up the good work and we'll keep watching and supporting. Mountain Dragon, thank you so much. It's iron sharp as iron. I love you too. I appreciate you more than you know. 
It's all a team effort. All right, we're all connected. Every single one of us. There's my Valentine. That's Sorry. it, right there. I thought I was like you, Dr. <laughs> Richie. I apologize. We we were talking about Valentine's during the break, so you know. <laughs> all right. So you're gonna get like a thousand uh, questions now about the Valentine's Day <laughs> thing, Sherry. All right, C. Michael, thank you, C. Michael. Uh, C. Michael Henson says, did you see how fast that Mel Karen <laughs> drove off once he found out that no one would submit to his privilege? Oh, I like to star in this anti-Karen Marvel movie. Uh, Stoneflower Dragon may be simplistic, but we should all be one together with our planet because there isn't anywhere else to go. It would be a hell of a thing, would it not? Right? All right, Twitch. Adam Bomb, I think. He called it as it is. Entitlement, the major sickness in humanity, superiority complex is ugly as F. Talking about the male Karen and the Antica. Angel, I think this is 86 rods. I remember hearing go back to your country rants when I was a kid on my block, like if that was the end all solution. I would just say, I am back in my country. Being Latin, you would see the heads roll. All right, and Gomez 420, 420. Uh, we need an anti-Karen superhero for sure. I love Sharon's idea, there it is. All right, really sad story. A fleeing black male suspect shot in the back multiple times. Here's a video. Hey, sir. Hey, sir. He tossed it, he had no gun. Let's put up the screenshot we have. I'm gonna give you the background. Now, those officers in that department are facing legal pressure after an officer shot a fleeing black male in the back six times during a traffic stop. Officer Joshua Olinger shot Michael Cleveland in the back. Columbus officer Joshua Olinger shot this 66 year old male in Columbus, Ohio. This happened February 5th. After shooting Mr. Cleveland, Officer Olinger yelled, show me your hands, hands up. Well, wait, could you do that before you shot him? Cleveland replied that he couldn't. Olinger then posed a question, where's the gun? Cleveland replied that he threw it. In a slow motion version of the video, Cleveland could be seen dropping an object on the right side of his body. Police said the item was a gun. According to 10 WBN, uh, WBNS News, the officers handcuffed the 66 year old before rendering aid. Cleveland was taken to the Grant Medical Center and reported to be stable. Cleveland's attorney, 
says he may never walk again. According to a report from ABC6, Cleveland was charged with a weapons violation and prosecutors have agreed to pursue an indictment. Let me give you background on the cop. Olinger also shot a 17 year old child running from a traffic stop last August. NBC4 reported that the teen and his 18 year old passenger were both armed and ran from the back seat of the vehicle during the stop. The teenager survived and is reportedly stable, but not great. According to Atlanta Black Star, Columbus Police Chief Elaine Bryant said that Olinger was on leave for three months following the shooting, which would mean he had only been back on duty for virtually days, a few months before doing it again. Now, Chief, you may think, why is this happening? Why would he come back and do that? Well, you gave him a free vacation the first time. When he did it to a kid, you gave him a vacation, paid vacation, three months, he comes back. He said, well, well obviously I can do it again under the right circumstances. You have no precedent here, Chief. The precedent is you allow cops to shoot fleeing suspects in the back. If you did not charge him then, how do you charge him today? If you did not fire him then, how do you fire him now? You can't without creating significant liability for your office because of how you decided not to apply leadership. Now granted, chief, you can do the right thing, charge, let him sue because they will. Unequal application of whatever work doctrine is supposed to guide you. Um, they may even win a suit given the sporadic leadership. It's not your money. Defunding the police is real. No one defunds the police more than the police. So now you have another man who is paralyzed probably because of a trigger happy cop that just got back on the damn force. Brian avoided questions, put the chief back up. Brian avoided questions about why Cleveland was stopped in the first place. Sounds familiar? You can't answer the pretext, that's required for police interaction. She said that the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation was investigating while noting sometimes such cases could not take, uh, could take, excuse me, up to three years. Cleveland's family wants the officers to be removed from street patrol until the investigation into the shooting is complete. One of the most reasonable requests I've ever heard from a family. They're just saying, get these cops off the damn street while the investigation is ongoing. We will follow this to its conclusion. Share your thoughts here. This is a sickness that is still not stamped out and perhaps it'll never be. I don't know if you and I ever talked about retired officer James Simone in Cleveland, mm. Ohio. Mm. Shot 11 people, killed five. The Cleveland media called him a super cop. GMA did profiles on him. America's Most Wanted did profiles on him. He shot 11 people, he killed five, and he was referred to as a super cop. I believe he wrote more citations, more traffic stops than anybody else ever on the force. It was mm. celebrated, and that's why we have clown police. Mm. They didn't teach him this. 
They didn't teach them this. Clown police who are on the streets hunting yep. black and brown people. So sad, so sad and leadership permits it, sad again. All right, a kiosk salesman accuses black children of being dirty and stealing. Here it is. In the Ontario Mills, and this guy and touches mom, my son. The mom is actually helping. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that you're accusing my kids of stealing your stuff, and all they did was right touch. Now. He's taking a sticker right now. You know what? I'm gonna call the child services. This is better. It's okay. He put his hands on, sir, and then he wants he, to call child he services. He put his hand on these dirty kids. On this my dirty kids? Yes. Do you see my kids right here? My black because my kids are black. They're dirty, right? Oh yeah. You you give it any and it's the, angle. That's that's what it any is. Any right? angle. Any angle. Look at him. What he's doing right now. Turn the camera that way. Put the sticker back. Take it out of your pocket. Yeah. Don't touch it. Come here. What yeah. sticker do you have, son? Like I said. Accusing my kids and they haven't took nothing off your damn little cart. And it's because they're black, right? Because you just called them dirty. Yeah, yeah. My, because, no, he called y'all dirty. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. Okay. out of nowhere. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. He needs to go. And then he's calling child services. Because y'all stole some imaginary stickers. What do you mean? That is a petty man. Now, according to the mother, this person, this stranger, has already physically touched her children. Now, sir, you may need an intervention. Because if you would have physically touched my child, you would have caught these hands quickly. No hesitation. You don't do that. And then you decide. To call them dirty, accuse them of stealing. They're going to remember this moment. Now, some may think, well, it's unfortunate, more than unfortunate. They learned a lesson that day that they were too young to learn, but you quicken it for them. And I hope they take the energy of that moment. And they stop people like you in the future. All right, let's put up the picture of this individual. According to the mother recording, this happened at Ontario Mills, a shopping mall located in, yep, Canada. Okay. Unfortunately, we do not know how this panned out for the family at the end, as the video appears to be a repost to Reddit. But I am looking for additional information. So if you do have it, make sure you email us or tag us. All right, you can email us at indisputable um, at TYT, or you can tag me or indisputable on social media. All right, just so sad that family had to endure that. Sharing thoughts here. Well, the kiosk, whatever he was selling was overpriced. Okay, <laughs> I, I have no knowledge independently of that, but I can tell you that's true. I am of a significant age at this point. I'm old enough. And I still, when I walk into a store, Dr. Ritchie, it instinctively kicks in to make sure I look like I'm not stealing yeah, anything, yeah. right? That's just what we as black people are conditioned and trained to do. And now these babies, <coughs> well, you're right, too young, but oh well, they're gonna have to learn it anyway, aren't they? Yep, yeah, it's inevitable, all right?
Um, very sad, but listen, things can transform. When you have an experience, you can take that, you can become a catalyst for great, great leadership, all right? So we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, always good to be with you. Um, once again, don't forget, subscribe at Indisputable um, TYT. Make sure you go to youtube.com forward slash Indisputable TYT. This show is popular and effective because of you. You, you are the oil, you are the engine, you are the gas, all right? We appreciate you dearly, dearly. Let's go to some of these comments, got a lot of them. We'll read as many as I can. Tracy Ravenhawk, they say, where's the gun? When they know full well, there is no gun by the own admission. Remember the officer who told us, hey, we say things like stop resisting when we know they're not. So that we can cover our asses when we go to court. All right, they have a whole system of things to shout while their cameras are running, okay? Uh, that's according to the police, police told us that. B Jackson. He has a Steven Seagal ponytail, but the kid's dirty. <laughs> Progressive B, how do you shoot someone six times and then say, raise your hands? It is insane, isn't it? It's almost like you put on that uniform and get training and all of a sudden you say things that make no sense. None. Agnostic sister, not able to walk again can be a death sentence just as effed up, I agree. Jax Drax, it will be nice if the cop not the taxpayers, or the ones who will pay for the settlement, I'm sure will be made. And that man, uh, and that this man deserves, agree with you. Uh, and remember, professional industries that have significant interaction with citizens, with people, require typically insurance on the individual. Doctors gotta get malpractice insurance because of that, right? Why don't cops? Novel idea, make them pay for their own insurance. Wild card 273, why does he have child services in his phone? <laughs> that was ironic, like you, you really know the number, the whole number to child services? You've done this before, sir. All right, and to, I think this is Metal Kitty Mom. That's a good mom standing up for kiddos, that's right. She is, that's Mama Bear right there, all right. Innocent Missouri man freed after 28 years in prison, but he may not get anything for his trouble. It's a damn shame. Put up the picture for a mask. Let me give you the story about a St. Louis man, February 14th, Lamar Johnson. Lamar Johnson's life sentence has now been overturned after serving 28 years in prison for a crime he never committed. That's thanks to the support of the circuit attorney, Kim Gardner, who filed a motion in August 2022 to have Johnson freed along with the Innocence Project. I wanna pause here, keep the picture up. Thank you, thank you, Ms. Gardner, for standing with the Innocence Project, looking at their findings, and doing the right thing without making him go through another bureaucratic process. Johnson was falsely accused of killing Marcus Boyd in October of 1994. 
authorities say Boyd, then 25, was fatally shot on his porch by two by two assailants who had on a mask of an argument about drug money amounting to about 40 bucks. That's according to CBS News. Johnson, who has maintained his innocence since day one, since being arrested and 28 years later, he said, I never did it, says that while he was a drug dealer at the time, he did not kill the victim. Johnson's alibi at the time of the crime is this. He was with his girlfriend, Erica Barrow, at the time of the shooting. She testified. She testified during his trial that the two were actually together the entire night, except for the five minutes when he left to go make a drug deal. Now, come back to me for a second. He offered, he voluntarily offered this information to the court. Okay, so he's admitting to felony activity 28 years ago. And that felony activity could have still landed him in prison for a very, very long time. But it's called statements against self-interest. Those statements are allowed typically under the rules of evidence. And so it was permitted. Hey, this is a statement against self-interest. He is a drug dealer 28 years ago. That's what he was doing. There's more. She argued that there was no way that he could have gone to the scene of the crime and back to her in that short span of time. Prosecutors argued that when Johnson stepped outside, somehow he traveled three miles to Boyd's front porch, shot him, fled on foot, and arrived back at the apartment all in no more than five minutes. The original prosecutor didn't use a witness. So James Gregory Elking, the then drug addict who bought crack cocaine from Boyd on the night of his demise, saw the two gunmen. However, it was dark and the men were wearing black ski masks. L. King told the investigators, then he was not certain who the shooters were. In 1995, prosecutor Dwight Warren said he knew that L. King's testimony would be iffy, alone and coupled it with a jailhouse informant's testimony as the main evidence through which he was able to get a conviction. William Mock said he overheard Johnson talking about the murder with another man, Phil Campbell, while the two were in jail. Now, once again, granted, I'm not an attorney, um, but my law school studies have taught me that kind of hearsay evidence is a no-no. That is an opportunity for appeal right there, the fact that it was allowed in. And if he was working as an agent for the government, even more dicey as to what happened here. But when everybody is okay with the violation of rights, things like this take place. The real killers admitted to the crime, all right? Years later, another man would emerge and admit to being the accomplice that was with Campbell during Boyd's killing. James Howard, now serving life in prison for murder and other crimes after Boyd's death. Testified he and Campbell planned to rob Boyd because he owed one of their associates drug money. He said he shot the victim in the head and neck while his partner shot Boyd in the side. In fact, he and Campbell, before he died, signed court affidavits admitting to the murder and emphatically stating Johnson had nothing to do with the crime. 
Isn't that something? After efforts from Johnson's lawyers and the Innocence Project, Johnson has now been released. However, Johnson is not eligible, not eligible. A state restitution. Put up his picture. Put up the one with him smiling. He is not eligible for restitution because the law in that state says if it is not tossed out because of DNA evidence, you'll get nothing. Johnson's release has spurred a state legislative proposal that would allow people who are found to be wrongfully convicted of crimes by any method to receive $100 for each day of post-conviction incarceration. Still not enough, but it's more than zero. He has a GoFundMe account. I'm going to give to this GoFundMe right after the show. I encourage you to do the same. The GoFundMe account is called Help Lamar Johnson After Wrongful Conviction. It's a beautiful brother, beautiful smile. Never, never killed anybody. Was he on the wrong side of the law? Yes. Hell, I was too at a time in my life. They saw a black man who was easy to vilify. The reason why these things are important for everybody is because the killer that they let go in order to prosecute the man who did not do it killed other people. Who has blood on their hands? The state does. Because if they would have prosecuted the right person, more people would not have been victimized. All right, sharing thoughts here. Dr. Ritchie. Mr. Johnson's also been conditioned to accept justice freedom after nearly three decades. Yeah. And just be happy about that and flash his beautiful smile. He's been trained to believe he does not deserve any reparations, none whatsoever, because he's not worthy. And he said, I have an obligation now that I'm out to help others. I love Mr. Johnson, but I couldn't disagree more. He has given enough. The state of Missouri, the state of Missouri should be helping others because there's so many more Mr. Johnsons who were railroaded into this. Yeah, so true. And, And to the lawmakers, there are some very good lawmakers who are trying to pass a law to stop this from ever happening. It never should have been law in the first place. This never should have been a law. DNA evidence dynamic should have never been part of it. Uh, But please, to the lawmakers um, who care about this, make the law retroactive. Make it retroactive, all right? All right. I got a question. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen.
do something which I sometimes do, which is to make breakfast for dinner. Aunt Jemima yummy pancake syrup. Now, this used to show a large African-American woman chef, but because of the inherent racism of Americans' corporate culture, they decided to make it a white person or maybe no person at all. But I prefer it when it's a black person showing their incredible skill at making pancakes. You know what occurs to me, and it's a kind of a scary thought, we're uh, getting into a racial dictatorship here where uh, you simply cannot speak your mind. You have the, the most obvious thing to have differences between the races and among the races without losing your job, your friends, your house. That's a racial dictatorship. We've never had that here before. Ben Stein is a Karen. Ben Stein is volunteering these comments. He has said there has never been such an atmosphere of racial dictatorship. We've never experienced this before. Really, Ben? You do know it was illegal for black people to sit on a bus where they chose. It was against the law for black folks to eat inside of a restaurant. And black people could be brutally attacked by the police with no penalty. Well, that's still happening. So when Ben Stein says he's never seen anything like this before, you know, Ben, um, I, first of all, I had no idea you were racist. Uh, but I do encourage you at some point, I think your mind is sharp enough. Join me in the bullpen, dear sir. Let's talk about your proclamation. All right, Sharon, thoughts here. Dr. Richie, don't do that. I know you'd be a good man. Don't do he doesn't want that smoke. And you know, come on now, Dr. Richie, that's too easy for you. Uh, it's too easy for you. He's I, I can't even remember what the movie was called, his most famous one. Was it Bueller? Is that him? Yeah, was that's, that yeah that's the that one. That was a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. No more syrup for you. <laughs> Sit down, Ben, and don't come in the bullpen. Right. Don't do that to him, Doc. Come on, man. I was I was so disappointed. I used to watch um, yes. a show called uh, Win Ben Stein's Money. All mm -hmm. right. Uh, and he was like this genius guy, and you had to beat him in this Q&A scenario. And I thought it was a dope show. I thought Ben was a smart guy. Obviously, he is not. He's Sharon, lost. always a pleasure having you on the program. Appreciate Tell people you. they can follow you. Check out your great work. At Sharon Reed Live across all social media platforms, Rebel HQ. Uh, I appreciate you so much, Doc, and your heart. Boy, it just it shines through every single show, every single day. We love you. I love you back. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. All right, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.